Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. our speaker tonight. You're going to love him. You guys know him, Pastor Paul Wilbur. And uh, yeah, he's going to, he's going to outline kind of these fall biblical feasts. And it's going to be a powerful September for us as we follow this biblical pattern. How many of you know there's power in the pattern? And when Jesus taught us to pray, you know, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, he's, what he was telling us was, look, there's a heavenly pattern that if you can align yourself with, that if you can draw from, you're gonna see my kingdom come on earth and in your life. And so we're gonna un- begin to unpack that for you uh, tonight, Pastor Paul is. I'm gonna be with our youth um, because our youth are going on the offensive, big time. And... Uh, we're, we're already seeing God doing major things, breaking out in high schools. It's just getting started. The enemy stirred up, you know, and, uh, and so it was another tough week for one of our high schools. But listen, the, these kids, man, they've had enough. And, uh, you know, things, things, yes, we're gonna pray. We're gonna keep praying. We're gonna keep standing in the gap. But listen, things aren't gonna get better with another event, another rally, another I'm telling you where they're gonna get solved and that's our young people going two by two into their school and knowing who they are in Christ and learning the power of agreement and bringing, I'm telling you right now, if the, if the enemy takes out five, we're gonna take 5,000 souls to the kingdom. He better. So look, let me just show you these patterns. I'm gonna call Pastor Paul up because I need to get over there to the youth tonight. Look, the biblical holidays, remember the spring holidays, so that, Jesus obviously historically fulfilled those with his first coming. Come on, he came as a lamb, but he's returning as the lion. And that's what we're gonna be looking at. We have the Feast of Trumpets coming up this Sunday. How about that? I'm telling you, God could not have made the biblical feast calendar any more more convenient for us Gentiles than by having, where'd they go? Then by having all of these trumpets, then 10 days from that on a Wednesday night, it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna take communion together on the Day of Atonement. Then the following Sunday, the Feast of Tabernacles. So we're gonna be unpacking all of that over the next few weeks, and it is gonna be absolutely awesome. And I wanted to, Paul to kick it off tonight, give us some context. Come on, church, I want you to give the best welcome you can for Pastor Paul Wilbur. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the king a good welcome. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't sit down. This is not a sit down kind of day today. Let's see what happened to my notes that I very rarely pay any attention to. In the words of our dear friend and brother, T.D. Jakes, who's ministered here in this building, it's time to get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Well, that's that's nice, but what what are we getting ready for? Because a king 
is coming. A king is coming. You heard Pastor Stovall, the lamb showed up. I was standing right about here and the lamb walked up on the first night of Passover, stood right there. And everything has changed. Everything has changed. There was more in that than just wrecking one man. Pastor Stovall, whose life has been <laughs> wrecked. I, I love it. I've been watching the wrecking process. <clears throat> and, and the cool thing about it, when, when the head gets wrecked, the rest of the body is about to get wrecked as well. Jesus has brought his angelic host and the Holy Spirit is here. The whole wrecking crew is preparing to just tear us up. To tear us up. By this time next year, you're going to look in the mirror and you're going to say, who are you? Because he's, he's not in the business of of creating a bunch of Christians that live nice, sweet lives and get to go to heaven. Uh-uh. That's not what the wrecking crew is all about. No, no. He is here to fashion disciples who look like the king, who talk like the king, who smell like the king, who do what the king does, and that's what he is here to do. And I promise you, None of us are going to look the same this time next year. I know that is the truth. Can we put up that first scripture? Don't sit down. You can handle it. I've seen you. We've, we've stood now since Passover. We've been standing three, four hours at a time. Because when a king shows up, you don't sit in the presence of a king. You might kneel, you might fall on your face, but when he's standing, everybody stands. And he is going to get a wonderful welcome here tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that the first one that I wanted? Uh, no, give me 1 Thessalonians, please. I thought that was the first one I gave you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 through 18. For the Lord himself... Say the Lord himself. Uh-huh. This is not an archangel. This is not one of the underlings. This is King of Kings. This is Yeshua HaMashiach, for those of you who like a little bit of Hebrew. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud shout, is the version that I like, with a loud command with the voice of the angel of the Lord, that is Malach Adonai. Easy for you to say. Malach Adonai. This is the angel of the Lord. This is the one who stood in front of Joshua. This is the one who spoke to Abraham and had a, a lamb and cheese sandwich. For those of you who like kosher eating. The voice of Malach Adonai and with the trumpet call of God. 
Now, when you see trumpet in the scriptures, don't think high school marching band. Don't think brass. This is the voice of God. It is called a shofar. My friend Don Heist, we brought him all the way from Pennsylvania. He lives right outside of Hershey. Yeah, milk chocolate. You can tell by the color of his skin. That's milk chocolate. And he travels with me all over the world. And he doesn't play at this with skill and anointing. Releases the sound of the coming of the Lord. And look what happens. The dead in Messiah rise first. This is not just a sound to gather. This is a sound of resurrection. This is a sound of restoration. It's a sound of revival. How many of you know that everything that was created was created with sound? It says there right in the beginning, Bereshit bara et Elohim, the Lord in the beginning, he spoke, he said, and it was. He released a sound, and it was. And tonight, he is going to release a sound, and some dead things are coming to life in this place some organs that haven't been operating the way they should, they're gonna come back to life. And some dead visions that were released decades ago, they're coming back to life tonight because it's time, because it's time. The dead in Messiah will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be forever with the Lord. We will be forever with the Lord. For those of us who are walking with Jesus, our forever has already begun. It has already begun. We're just one day, we're either, either he's going to call us out and we're going to... And then he was no more. I love that. <laughs> he was no more. Where did Paul go? Well, he was right here. He's no more. So either that, or he's going to split the eastern sky, and he's going to call us up to him with a shout and with a sound. So I want to start tonight by releasing this sound to welcome the king. This is what makes him comfortable. You know, I've, I've been in a lot of places where they like to quote, be still and know that I am God. Well, there's a time to be still and there's a time to release the sound. So on the count of three, we are going to be the sound of the voice of the angel of the Lord because his spirit lives inside of us. We have that right. Oh man, that was a pretty poor response. The same spirit that raised Yeshua from the dead lives inside of us. 
so that we say what he says and we see it. I'm tired of this empty hands on empty heads. How about you? I mean, let's, let's move over into the place where we declare a thing by faith and we see it. How many of you are ready for that? It's now, we're in that season. We are in that season of the now. It's time for all things to be restored. All things to be restored. I am too far down the path to live some kind of rocking chair, hang on till Jesus comes. Hopefully I don't get one of those deadly diseases and it, oh no, no, uh-uh-uh. No, it's time now and the pattern of power that God wants to show us tonight is, mm, all right, are you ready? Are you ready, Pastor Matt? Don, you ready? Okay. On the count of three, we are gonna release a sound to welcome in the king. And even at this moment, some of us are going to experience resurrection power hit you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Not because I said so, but because this is a pattern of power that welcomes resurrection power. Are you ready? On the count of three, give a shout. You can say hallelujah. You can say Jesus. You can say anything that exalts him. And we'll do it in Hebrew to make it official and sustain it. Don't just give them some little uh, present, you know, the roll call present. No, no, no. Give them a, I'm here and I'm serious. Achat. Stein. Shalosh. Come on, welcome the king. Shout of praise. Mm. Praise God. Okay, you can have a seat now. Don't get comfortable. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Don. They'll be back. They got that Arnold Schwarzenegger anointing. I'll be back. Probably won't use that. I just gave it away. Okay, we've come into not a new season, but a new time. I didn't ask for this, but I don't think I asked for this. Did I ask for Acts chapter 3? Yes, you can put it up there, Acts chapter 3. Can you tell I'm excited to be here? 
with good reason. Acts chapter 3, an amazing miracle happens. We'll get to the feasts. I have a whole... (laughs) All right, I'm going to hurry. Yeah, I am I am so pumped. I'm telling you, I've been I've been walking in this way. You know, the the early believers they were called those who are walking in the way. The way of the covenant. The way of the truth. For over 40 years. And since Passover this year, I'm watching God do something that I was beginning to give up on. Things that I've been believing for, praying for, praying that the, that the church would embrace these truths and not only be a witness to Israel, which is the key to the return of the Lord, Matthew 23 and Zechariah 12 and Ezekiel 39 and, and other places, but is also the, the secret that God has been fashioning right out in plain sight that for reasons mostly bad that the church has, has let go of, And on Passover, that first night of Passover, when Pastor Stovall came up and stood on this platform and Jesus walked up and stood next to him, and I don't know what you might think about that, but I'm telling you, I've been watching the fruit of it, and it is good fruit. I'm, I'm all about dreams and visions. This is how God speaks to his prophets. He releases his secrets. He, he shows them his heart. He whispers into their ears and dreams and visions. And Pastor Stovall had a powerful, open vision. And, and he hasn't told us about the other things that he's, that he's been seeing and experiencing. But we're seeing the fruit of it. And... This is the kind of stuff that will change a church. It's the kind of stuff that will change a community. It's the kind of stuff that will shift an atmosphere over a whole city. It's the kind of stuff that will reach from Jacksonville to Washington, D.C. to Jerusalem. It's the stuff of the kingdom. It is the stuff of the kingdom. I'm fine. I'm being changed. I'm being changed. I'm being changed. I am so grateful to God. I was, <laughs> there's a, a new boldness happening with me. I, I was out in Colorado with my wife a couple weeks ago, visiting some friends, ministering. We had a couple days of ministry, and then we had a couple days to ride Harleys in the, um, in the Rocky Mountains. I know, somebody's got to do it. But anyway, so I walked into the Harley dealership to rent a bike. I'd already rented, I'd already paid for it, and there was this pretty good-sized black guy behind the counter, and he was in charge of rentals. And as I was walking up to the counter, I'm, I'm feeling like, uh-oh, the Holy Spirit is wanting to intervene here. I walked up to the counter... The guy's name, he told me later, his nickname is Kodiak. 
that may give you some kind of a sense of the size and breadth of this guy. I walked up to the counter. He looked up at me, he says, can I help you, sir? I said, no, sir, I'm here to help you. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> and he just stared, he, he did this. He had a pen in his hand, he dropped the pen, and I had his full attention. And then I opened my mouth, I said, Jesus told me to come here and tell you that he's after you. And he just stared at me. I don't, I don't normally do that kind of thing. You know, I'm, I'm not that comfortable in being that bold most of the time. He stood up and he said, tell me, what did Jesus say? He grew up as a Jehovah Witness. I said, Jesus told me that you're about to make some very bad decisions in your life, and he wants to convince you to walk this way. He walked out with me. I didn't, I didn't mean walk with me this way, but he followed. So I said, okay, let's go this way. <laughs> Who's leading this parade? Walked him outside. We talked for a few minutes. He said, yeah, I'm about to make some very bad decisions. I said, well, you were about to make some very bad decisions. And without asking him, I laid my hand on his very large skull and began to pray for him. Right in the parking lot in front of all the Harley dudes and dudettes and God and, and whoever else was there. It's a new time. Acts chapter 3, verse 17, Peter is preaching and he says, Now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance as did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all of his prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. Times of refreshing may come from the Lord and that he may send the Messiah who's been appointed for you even Jesus. Listen to this. He must remain in heaven until, say until. Until the time to restore all things. Several months ago, he was in heaven and he left there and walked up and stood on this platform right here to send a message to us that it's time he is about to restore all things. Jesus is in the restoration business. And where we have a need, he is about to restore. Oh my goodness. All right, so let's take a look. Put up the uh, Leviticus uh, chapter 23. Mm, 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 mm. I wanted to have time for us to not only see these things, but to respond to them as well. Leviticus chapter 23 outlines for us these patterns of power. I, love, I, I got that from Pastor Stovall. I have to give him credit for that. These patterns of power that we, pardon me, as a church, as a community are about to walk into with real 
discernment, and authority, we are following in the patterns of the life of Jesus, and we are going to experience heaven in some incredible ways in the days, months, and years to come. Look at this, Leviticus chapter 23. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, these are my appointed festivals, the appointed festivals of the Lord, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. The Hebrew word for appointed times is moed, M-O-E-D, moed. And it means appointments. These are times that God set in motion from the moment he said, let there be. Why? Because his calendar is not determined by seasons or by patterns of weather or the, the good thoughts of men. No, his calendar is determined by the sun, moon, and stars, which he set in motion. Think about this. His calendar, he, it, it, blow, it blows the, the mind of man to think about these things. But as he set these heavenly bodies in motion, he said, now you, and he knew that star by name, you will take this many seconds to go this distance and you'll go this pattern and then there'll be, you'll have little friends that go around you and they'll have, and he set this all in motion, gave them their patterns of movement, times and seasons, and he he arranged his whole calendar according to his iCal. It's amazing to me. And so he, oh, where did that go? Thank you. He said, these are my appointments. How many times have you heard, oh, these feet, you know, Passover, first fruits, and da 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 Those are the feasts of the Jews. How many of you have heard that? I know all of you have, although you're not. Am I losing you? How many of you have heard that? I didn't, okay, good. Don't let me lose you here. I don't have just a few more minutes. These are not the feasts of the Jews. These are the feasts of the Lord. These are the power patterns that he reveals his authority, his covenant, his plans, his purposes, and he's determined them all since the beginning of time. So let's put up the next one that gives us a list of these appointments. Can we go to that? Yes. And so every seven days for all eternity, and even when Jesus comes back, we're going to have Sabbath. What is Sabbath? It's a day of rest. We're told on the very first page that in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he took a break. He rested. Jesus said, when you do these things, remember me. Say remember. 
He didn't mean just consider who I am. No, these feasts, these patterns, that the word remember is, is a compound word. Re means again, and member is the body. He said, do these things, bring the body back together again. For six days, we're off to school, we're off to work. We've been football practice and guitar lessons and, and whatever else we do. But he said, okay, okay. But on the seventh day, remember, get the family together. Come Friday night at our house is not date night. Friday night at our house is light the candles, bring the family back together, share a meal, put that stupid smartphone. Now there's a good. <laughs> you know what really got me when it, it, it was a long time ago? But when my sons would come to the table and talk to each other across the table, texting. I said, oh no, no, no. Daddy pays for those, put them away. It's a time for regathering the family. You know, one of the greatest curses in our culture is the breakdown of the family. Homes where a dad is no longer there, or homes where the kids are out doing their own thing and they get all their information from their peers. The breakdown of the family. But you see, God has devised, he's put into the pattern of a successful life that every six days, every seventh day, we come together, we bring the family back together again. The kids know who they are. They know who's in charge. They feel confident in that. They feel safe. Whew. Passover. First fruits, feast of weeks. Then we take a summer break, everybody goes to the beach. And we come back in the fall, not with Labor Day and, and uh, Halloween and Thanksgiving, but with the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, these feasts of the Lord, obviously they, they gather themselves into two nice groupings. There's the spring feasts, and then we have the fall feasts. The spring feasts, we can see that Jesus has already fulfilled the Passover. He is the lamb who takes away the sins of the world. And he fulfilled the feast of first fruits. This was the feast in ancient Israel, the very first harvest of the year, and a grateful people would bring their first gleanings of the promise of an abundance to come, and they would clip them and bring them to the temple, bring them to the priest, and offer thanks to the Lord that was a faith seed of what was going to be coming in the future. And this is the day that Jesus was raised from the dead. The apostle Paul said, therefore, he is the first fruits of those raised from the dead. And then we go to the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Pentecost. And this is the one where in ancient Israel, we would celebrate the giving of the tablets, the law to Moses up on Mount Sinai. The word of God that was like our, um, our declaration of independence. You see, you can't be a nation unless you have laws. And so God took this band of, 
of millions of slaves from Egypt that had served Pharaoh for over 400 years, brought them out into the desert, brings Moses up to the top. He gives them his word, his law, his instruction. Remember, law is not a bad word. I'm very grateful for laws when I'm out on 95 trying to stay under 75 miles an hour and someone goes by at 120. I am grateful that we have laws that restrain people and restrain the enemy as well. And uh, we also have laws that free us to take dominion. Hallelujah. And so, and so watch. So we have... Um, the, the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Oh, I didn't finish. The Feast of Weeks. And so what's the fulfillment of Jesus, the Feast of Weeks? The outpouring of the Spirit of God on the same day as the giving of the tablets. The 120 disciples of Jesus are in that upper room in Acts chapter 2. They weren't just having a kumbaya party. They were there celebrating the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost when all of a sudden the sound of a mighty rushing wind and fire shows up on the heads of them. Jesus shows up by the power of his Spirit, baptizes them in the Holy Spirit, giving them authority and power to use his name, to heal the sick, to declare to strangers, Jesus has sent me here because he's after you. Yes. The boldness and the confidence that comes. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not just so we can sit around in small groups and speak in tongues. No, 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 no. This, this is the power and authority of God to be in this earth as he is. We, we, I'm telling you, God is positioning us. Oh, I hope I get to the rest of this stuff. I've, I've got a few minutes. But I, I, want you to, I want you to hear this. I believe that God has chosen us. I believe that he has selected us. I believe that he has, is entrusting to us these patterns of power. Not the days themselves, but walking as Jesus walked. Doing what Jesus does, not did, what he does by the power of his spirit today. Saying what he says, living as he does, honoring him with the increase. And I have some, I have some dear friends, no names, major ministries. You would know every one of them if I told you, but I won't tell you because of what I'm going to say. That have seen these things, taught these things but never mobilized the people into doing these things. And here at Celebration Church, I have found a people. I have found a pastor. I have found a place who are not going to be content just hearing good teaching, who are not going to be sitting in their seats just Stroke me where I need. Oh, thank you, Jesus. It's all about me. Oh, no, no, no. I found a place where disciples are going to be fashioned. Hallelujah. Where people are mobilized to do the work of the kingdom. 
to see his kingdom come and his will be done, to see our sons and daughters redeemed and saved and full of the power of the Spirit of God, doing the work of the kingdom, hallelujah, raising up a Joshua generation, hallelujah. Oh yes, oh yes. That's what the Spirit of God is about in this place. And I am happy to be here. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a good shout. Woo! This is not religious stuff. This is life from the dead. It's people like you who are going to convince Israel that Jesus is Lord. Yeah, make them jealous for sure. Oh my goodness. So okay, we've got the spring feast covered, but we've got the fall feasts are still waiting for their fullness. They're waiting for their fullness. Now, don't, don't put it up. I don't know if I even asked you, but in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said this. He said, don't think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. He said this, I came to fulfill them. Now, be careful of that word because in the West, when we hear fulfill, we hear done, job done, next. Completed, passed away, old, done away with, job completed, I'm, gonna, I'm moving on to the next thing. No, 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 that's not what it means at all. In fact, if you take the word and you flip it, fulfilled becomes filled full. And now read that scripture. Jesus said, don't think that I came to destroy the word that I gave to Moses and to the prophets. I didn't come to destroy it. I came to fill it so full that you couldn't possibly miss it. In fact, that word, if you like Greek, that word fulfill in the Greek is the word pledo, and it means raised to its highest expression. Oh, so we don't dump Passover. We celebrate Passover. Listen, it belongs to us. That's not the feast of particularly of the Jews. Passover is the expression of covenant with God in the earth. That's the day that he chose for his son to cut a covenant with not only Israel, but with whosoever will. That's the fullness of Passover. And we saw the shadows of it in the coming out of Egypt, but we saw the fullness in it in the bruising and the striping and the piercing of our King, Messiah, who bowed before us and said, I've come to serve you. Whoa. If that doesn't stir us to worship, I don't know what what will. And so these patterns. So now we have trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles. Can I get the worship team to come back, please? Oh, my goodness. I, I know this, this is just supposed to be an introduction. <laughs> and Pastor Stovall said, just give me the notes of what you don't reach. And so he gets all other eight pages of notes. 
And so you're in trouble on, on Sunday. But when he said, the Lord has been really good to us, and Don, you can come back too. Um, is the worship team coming? Yes, okay, great. Because we are not a people that like to be inconvenienced. I know, I know. And this year, God went to great lengths to put all of these feasts, these appointments on Sunday and Wednesday. Now that's pretty awesome. So we're without excuse. You know, he could have put them all on Monday and Tuesday and then only the disciples would have showed up. But that's what he's raising up in this house, a house of disciples who, this is the, this is the real God first life now. God first, my agenda second or third or for wherever it fits, but whatever he says, that's what we're gonna do. So we've got this, check this out. We've got the Feast of Trumpets, we've got the Day of Atonement, and we've got the Feast of Tabernacles. This reminds me of a pattern. Did we look at that early on? I think we did. First Thessalonians chapter four. Go ahead and put that back up and then I'm going to stop hollering at you. Oh man, thank you. I, I love this house. I brag about what God's doing here all over the globe. In three weeks, three weeks from yesterday, I'm gonna have my hit team with me and we're going to Jerusalem to record a brand new CD and DVD called Roar from Zion. And we're gonna release it in this house when we come back. Live and in your face. Ryan and Marie are with us on the team. One of their songs is going to be, is going to be released in Jerusalem. Because it's time to restore the sound of the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Why don't you stand with me for just a moment? So tabernacles... the last great feast. But we start this Sunday, and I know you know it as Rosh Hashanah, which means head, Rosh is head, Hashanah is year, head of the year. But that's kind of a Babylonian thing. The Bible name is the Feast of Trumpets. And I want you to hear the sounds that are associated with that. And then we're going to respond to it as we, as we close tonight. But we have here the pattern for the fall feast. You see, in these feasts, in these appointments, God is laying out for us what his son would do, when he would do it, where he would do it. In ancient Israel, there was a thought. As the rabbis read these scriptures, 
they saw two different messiahs. They called one of them Mashiach ben Yosef because they read Isaiah 53 and Psalm 22 and, and they saw the suffering servant. They even called him the leprous Messiah because they saw one who would take away our sins, take away our sickness. But then they saw this conquering hero the one of, of Ezekiel and Zechariah and Isaiah, the one who brings the kingdom to Jerusalem, the one who, like David, and they called him Mashiach ben David. And so they said, two messiahs who appear at two different times. They were close. It's one messiah who appears first to take away our sins and our sickness and is the Lamb of God. And then at the end of the age comes the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the same Messiah raised from the dead, breaks the chains. Jerusalem weeps for him as an only son, that's Yom Kippur. And then he gathers the nations to him and they all come to worship. That is Ezekiel 39. These trumpets that you're about to hear in just a moment possibly relate to those seven trumps in the book of Revelation. We don't have time, obviously, to go all through this. But you see the pattern. He's laying out the pattern. He said, okay, these feasts now, don't toss them away. Celebrate them in their fullness. Remember me. Bring my body back together. Celebrate me. And in that, he whispers into our ear. He speaks to us of his secrets and the things that he's doing. Because he's separating a people. He's calling a bride. A bride who is right now betrothed, but at his appearing will be wed to him face to face. That's why it's called the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're not married to him yet. We are betrothed to him. So we have all the responsibilities and the privileges of marriage, except that we don't have face to face yet. But it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And we have that deposit of that same spirit that is the assurance of who he is and whose we are. There are several calls. There are several calls that are linked with this feast, the Feast of Trumpets. And I'm going to ask Don to sound them for us. The first one, and these will be heard all over the world on Sunday in every synagogue around the globe. This sound is the coronation of a king. Takia! The second is a call to repentance. Shevarim. The third is prepare for battle. 
Tarua. And the fourth is the coming of a king. Takia Gadola. The three feasts, return, revive, restore. We've removed chairs and these altars have been sanctified. And so as we continue to worship and we close the service tonight, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor John in just a moment. I'm going to invite you the Feast of Trumpets. If you need to repent or return, the altar is here. No one is judging anybody. But we're growing up into the head who is Jesus, the Lord. If you could use a little revival fire face to face, here's the second altar. If there's areas in your life that need to be restored, this is the altar of restoration. And I'm going to have Don move from altar to altar and sound the horn as we continue to worship over you. We've seen cancers disappear, tumors. If we will respond to the voice, he says, in that day when you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. Don't be concerned what others might think. Come to me, all of you who are weak and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. You'll find rest for your souls. There's healing here. There's forgiveness here. There's restoration here. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lead us, show us, disciple us. Make of us the people of God to carry your word, your covenant, your love to every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. Revive us and we will be revived. Restore us, and we will be restored. Forgive us, and we will be forgiven. Heal us, and we will be whole, because you are the Lord. Father, thank you for this house, for this people. As we continue to pursue you, be Lord of all lords, be King of all kings. We bless you and we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.